Grey's Anatomy, the most iconic binge-worthy drama, is back, along with answers to the biggest cliffhangers. Will Teddy survive? Will Joe and Link finally find happiness together? Meredith returns along with fan faves like Arizona. You can now stream every episode of Grey's ever on Hulu and new episodes next day. Watch new episodes of Grey's Anatomy Thursdays at 9, 8 central on ABC and stream on Hulu. Forever. Dog. Oh, push oh, wow. it out. Oh, oh, push out tight now. Burning bush. <laughs> Ooh, the hot guys. Welcome back <laughs> for another steaming, steaming piping, scolding <laughs> serving of hot guys. It's our weekly chat show where we talk about events in, in our, our lives, lives, issues in politics, politics, and take a deep, deep dive, dive into the DMs. Let's get into some the goss is totally hot. It's t- the goss. It's hot. hot. The, the goss is, is the goss. The goss is totally hot. The goss is totally hot. But how? Well, we've got a theme song. Um, how's how is the hoopla? The hoopla is um the hoopla is is a hottie. This is exciting. Quibi is launching on April sixth. Yep. And the reason we bring this up is because Willem has a show on Quibi. Yay! It's called Fashion's a Drag. And um, well, what is Quibi? Help me. I don't know what the Quibi fuck is, that? is short for Quick Bites, and okay. it's a new uh, platform uh, spearheaded by Jeffrey Katzenberg, mm-hmm. who's um, amazing. And Meg Whitman, who uh, I think she started eBay or was CEO of eBay, mm-hmm. um, and they're they're seeing what our generation and future generations are, you know, quick. They they're on the go. They watch stuff on their phones. Yes. So this is all stuff that's shot specifically for um, that phones, iPads. Yeah. They're shot in horizontal and vertical, so you can watch it both ways. And I say nice. it's for like the Adderall generation. They're like four to ten minute <laughs> videos. They have Punked being rebooted with Chance the Rapper. They yeah. have um, a Hemsworth show. They're rebooting The Fugitive with um, Kiefer Sutherland. Uh, Lena Waithe has a show all about sneakers. There's my show Fashion's a Drag with Denise Badeau and I and a bunch of rotating drag queens and fashionistas. Mm, I hope I can be a guest. Me? We'll call David. We'll definitely call David. Um Paul, <laughs> there, there's so there's so many great t- Chrissy Teigen's on there doing like a, nice. a small claims court show, which is perfect. Small claims, short times. Yeah. Uh, Darren Chris has a musical show on there with uh, oh, Kether Donahue. Oh my god! Um, there's so many great. Uh, my daddy Don was just talking to me about it. He mm-hmm. said I just saw something for Quibi, and it looks mm-hmm. so great. And like everybody's. It's on everybody's Instagram feed. Sasha Valor has a show tracking nightgowns. Mark. I just keep remembering more stuff that I want to watch every time I talk about it, and I'm excited to be a part of it too. That's and, fierce, uh, dude. Thanks. Someone who has a podcast with Forever Dog, Otsko, she they turned her podcast into a game show. Really? Oh yeah, is that the G A Y M E show, the game show? No, but that that also that's Matt Rogers. Matt Rogers from Las Culturistas, which right. is with Forever Dog. It used to be another with iHeart. 
they, they're they dead to it. us. Um, <laughs> yeah, he has a game show. Joe Kim Booster with Kiki Palmer. They're rehosting Singled Out, yeah. which is sickening. There's, there's um, a diverse slate of talent, and they got a ton of money, and my stylist is Johnny Wujek, thank God. Hallelujah. Uh, it's it's going to be a lovely gig. It shoots at Kawanga in Santa Monica. Love that. In uh, the neighborhood. They're sending a car <gasps> both ways. Tell me there's a car service. A car service. When's your first shoot date? My first shoot date is the 15th. And uh, nice. I have a job from March 15th until October 1st right now. You better work. I've Diva. never had a job like that without giving some jobs um uh, so it's gonna be it's gonna be super um a super fun thing and the first two weeks of quibi are free trial so go check it out oh I we're gonna be wait. doing a soft launch oh i can't wait for the quick bites honey i can't mm-hmm. wait I now can't wait. i know that there was a little celebration in the kingdom somebody oh, had a birthday yeah how did you celebrate <laughs> Oh, just went to Puerto Vallarta for the weekend. Little PV. I love Puerto Vallarta because it's a gay place. I love gay places. Everybody's buying houses down there. I think Sherry Vine bought a house. Really? Somebody did. Also, Sherry Vine is not Sherry Pie. Tell your friends. Oops. (laughs) She had to, like, consult lawyers because someone literally wrote an article the day that like the sherry pie story broke mm-hmm. and they were like sherry vine is you know it, in the headline they put they misspoke and put sherry vine instead of sherry pie i mean at least she's not a russian spy invading chile <laughs> <laughs> like katya i mean oh that, my god all that these journalists do not these journalists do jake Anse levels of fact checking i think uh you're right but honestly yeah. his stuff is usually pretty <laughs> Researched and received <laughs> and receded. I mean, I just saw some people, but I I see him as you know a future Peabody winner possibly. Uh, hates peas, loves Peabody. Yes. Uh, so how was it? I mean, you're finally 29. It was great. Yeah. No, I'm 35. I love my age and I support it. And um, how old is Alaska though? I, she is from another planet, and so it doesn't really like space time continuum. They don't leap yeah. year. I get it. Yeah. She doesn't like care. Um, but yeah, all I wanted to do was get tan, and I did that, and I got to touch the sand in the beach, and mm-hmm. it was nice. We went on a boat ride. I was we saw a dolphin and a, a whale. Oh my gosh, yeah. I love dolphins. I know. You know they rape people. That's exactly what I kept telling everyone who would listen. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Everyone just swim with them for a while. Because you can't rape the Willem. Oh, my goodness. Well, uh, in the category of drag excellence, <gasps> uh, Riley Knox did the halftime show at the Wizards game. Did you see this on her IG? Yes, I did. I I was introduced to Riley first performing in Knoxville, I think, or Nashville. I forget which one. But she's a superstar and the friendliest little girl. And then I saw her in the Taylor Swift video, living her best life. So wait, okay, she's the most, I haven't seen this yet, but we're going to watch it. Uh, She's the foremost Beyonce impersonator, and she's now become the first trans woman to perform the halftime show at an NBA game, which is fucking sickening. Yeah, she she turned it. um, Was she doing Beyonce? Yeah, I want to play it because, you know, Parkland will come get us, but... And she got a fan. Oh, she got two fans. She got two fans. 
This is amazing. This makes me so glad. Because this is drag excellence. It's trans excellence. This is like really fucking fierce. Go out and watch the whole clip. Wizard cheerleaders joined. Cool. I mean, that is so The crazy in love walk. Bitch. Oh, They're going from one three-point line to another three-point line. She's got them all dancing and turning it. Um, I mean, yes. Beyonce's not going to do another halftime show for a long, long time, if ever again. So why not get a Riley Knox and a... Uh, Girl, yes. Riley Knox's Instagram is R-I-L-E-Y-K-N-O-X-X. Yes. Um, get into her uh, and... Um, we salute. We deep salute. Congrats. That's really cool. An NBA game. That's that's, that's major. And all these little, I mean, all these like all these advancements. She's she's not, I mean, that's a fucking fierce performance for her, but it's also for like so many other people. That's moving moving the needle for, yeah. for everybody. Because it's like it's like I, I mean sh- Having like trans performers on a huge stage like that is like a big fucking deal. Huge. And that's why we make such a big deal about drag race, like sort of like not, you know, not really towing the line as far as like drag and trans excellence. So um this is like a huge step and like I I, I I'm excited to see more yeah. trans excellence on huge stages like this. I was talking to someone who works on drag race and they were like trying to get me to like they're like what can't can't you guys just like talk about it and like would you be so good on all stars and i was like no it's not going to happen and he's like but what did rue ever do to you and i just said it's not what she's done to me it's the the it's the people in my field that are being are not given and granted the same opportunities as me based on race gender creed not not race or Gender, obviously, yeah, are, orientation. And it's it feels unfair to feel someone in my field held back because that's kind of discrimination. We can't call it that legally because it's casting and they can cast whoever they want and they aren't legally obligated to cast anybody they don't want. Yeah. But, I mean, that's why we keep trying to bring a light to it to uh, to make sure our favorite show is on the right side of history eventually, I think. But yeah. um, I love that this continues Riley's wave with, like, the Taylor Swift thing and, like, yeah, I watched Taylor's documentary and like seeing her become like more woke and uh, harnessing her power yeah. and getting involved in elections and politics. Like I feel that like I I want to I want to take that example and like knowing how she took care of all those girls and they all got their VMAs. Yeah. Delta told me about that. Like I was I was so I'm so happy to see um, drag excellence all over. You know, it's yeah. spreading. Yeah. People, I think, know at this point drag shows are fun. And drag is cool. So oh, no. Yeah. What do you know? <laughs> Fully. Uh, we salute. Uh, and before we go to our rainbow spotlight. Uh, did it, you vote this week? Did you get a sticker? I did. Me too. Did I take- voted by mail for Elizabeth Warren. And then by the time they counted the votes, they were like, Elizabeth Warren is out. Mm-hmm. So I was like. Oh, nice, chill, fierce. Um, uh, but yeah, I yeah, the way it has shaken down is now it seems to be just Biden and Sanders for the Democratic nomination. Mm-hmm. Who will it be? The Democratic 
National convention is in July. I wonder if it'll be canceled for Corona, though. Oh, my God. I mean, the what's his, that one? Ten, Ted Cruz was exposed to someone with the coronavirus. And I'm just hoping the coronavirus is okay. Because Ted Cruz <laughs> is fucking filth. <laughs> I hate him. Yeah. Um, yeah. I don't, I don't know. Good. Things are getting canceled left and right, including... It's late breaking news, but it'll probably be revealed by the time we do this. But DragCon's canceled. New yeah. York and LA. I'm glad New York's canceled. That was a shit show anyway. But yeah. LA, LA is gonna suck. But you know, maybe there'll be something else that weekend to do, like a pageant or. Well, this is the thing, and I mean, we we literally discussed it a little bit, but I I don't know. Do we need to reschedule? Do we need to wait? Do we need to postpone it? Should we still do it? I I do not know. I think DragCon I think DragCon not happening opens the door for a lot of other smaller events which people are like, "Oh, that would be a great idea, but no one's going to go because it's DragCon and they'll be t-. like I think that stuff can still happen that weekend and that weekend can still be a celebration of drag. I'm definitely going to be doing something in my space that weekend. But is it irresponsible to do events where a lot of people get in in one place? Is that what we're looking at? Like is theater going to be canceled because like the pageant is is class it takes place in a theater so that is not a convention per se, but you're still putting a lot of people in one place. So is that irresponsible? Is that what we're looking at? I think the theater... I, I think, don't know the answer. I think the con- the idea of a convention being canceled, which involves a lot of close personal contact, people waiting in lines to get up in your face, is different than people watching a show, for sure. Because, okay, I mean, you're next to somebody, but like it's the same thing on a plane. If you protect yourself and... But like, I don't know anything about this. What am I talking people about? People are being told not to fly, though, too. Like, people who have health problems. Yeah, and old people are, are being told to older. stay home, right? Yeah. Well, there goes Dipper. season 13. <laughs> Give me the facts. I don't know shit. There's Maybe. so many, and there's always new information coming every single day. By the time this comes out, there will be new developments yes. on this. We're all going to be out of spaghetti in a week. Italy's done. Clutch the spaghetti on the floor, though. <laughs> spaghetti, <laughs> spaghetti all over. <laughs> I, I think the, Manicotti. The, the, <laughs> Good drag name. The meet and greet portion of the convention and the close proximity of things like Coachella or like the Disneyland parks, like mm-hmm. the people are packed into places. I think that's the deal. I mean, theater absolutely sort of falls into that category yeah but i think it's more about you walk in and you sit in your seat rather than like you're mingling and interacting yeah broadway hasn't been canceled so i don't think we should cancel you but you know i think it's also about people taking personal responsibility that's like what all the news is is like if you are of altered health or uh lower immune keep out of those places you have to wash hands not touch you know faces don't this is shake hands and and it's not a good thing but like i was i was watching a clip of the talk and Mm -hmm. one of the cheetah girls was talking about how like she doesn't wash her hands after using the bathroom at home she's like because it's my house and like it's not dirty and like i'm touching the toilet paper but like all the other hosts were like shut the hell up (laughs) but then it was revealed she has like three kids and everyone in her house is sick yet she's not because she's like germs come on all over me i'm good i'm like our i don't know if that's how that works but i'm glad more people are washing their hands (laughs) (laughs) like i wash my hands before a meet and greet 
after a, a number mm-hmm. because anytime you touch money, stop putting money in your mouth. In Salt Lake, mm-hmm. I had to take a 20 out of some guy's mouth because I wasn't going to let it sit there. <laughs> but I was like, don't do that. This is dirty. Yeah. I just got a one with blood on it. Yeah. In my first number, there was blood. There will be blood. <laughs> Run for your life. <laughs> We're, uh, we're going to spotlight uh, someone that we had the pleasure of meeting in San uh, Fran. Uh-huh. Um, the Rainbow Spotlight is uh, something that you should, like, you know, go check out. If we yes. like a song, you might like it, too, because you like us. And yeah. her name is... Um, Amarasu. Mm-hmm. And the song is Need You, Need Me. You need it. This episode is brought to you by Squarespace. Squarespace is an all-in-one website platform for entrepreneurs to stand out and succeed online. Whether you're just starting out or managing a growing brand, Squarespace makes it easy to create a beautiful website, engage with your audience, and sell anything from products to content to time all in one place. All on your terms. We all know everything is online these days, and it's important to stand out. Good web design will engage your audience. You know it's true. Right, and the business needs a website to feel real. And that's why Squarespace is so important. The good people at Drag Queen of the Year use it with great success. It's true. We did. We said we need a website and we need it fast. And guess what? Squarespace is fast and it looks really good. You don't have to know code or anything. Yeah, Squarespace has Fluid Engine, a next generation website design system. It's never been easier. Start with a best in class website template and customize every design detail with reimagined drag and drop technology for desktop or mobile. Plus, you can easily sell your products on an online store. Whether you sell physical, digital, or service products, Squarespace has the tools you need to start selling online. And the analytics are detailed and very helpful. Learn where your site visits are coming from and analyze which channels are most effective. You can even build a marketing strategy based on your top keywords or most popular products and content. They've got it all. So check out squarespace.com slash drag for a free trial. And when you're ready to launch, use offer code DRAG Drag. to save 10% off your first purchase of a website or domain. That's squarespace.com slash DRAG. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place 
price for a happy price. Go to your happy price, price line. Time to get active, politically active. Biden, Biden, Biden. Bernie, Bernie, Bernie. Bernie, Bernie, Bernie. Bernie sells seashores by the seashore. This is a segment that we call Let's Get Political. You know, that one started a little shaky, but I think we really pulled it out of the fire. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, they they we it was fully on the rotating season four paint disc. <laughs> fully. But we Whoa, 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 whoa. Not gonna get me. No surge, no shade, no sill. <laughs> mm. Uh well, the uh the story on everyone's lips, uh, and I guess it's political. Uh is of course the unceremonious disqualification of Drag Race contestant Sherry Pie. Uh, a lot of stories came to light regarding the, uh, and I had heard, you know, you hear rumors and you hear whispers, and you never know. And it ended up coming to light. A bunch of people came forward, and it was way worse than it was you know than anyone knew it's one of the good things about the me too thing is people are um emboldened and galvanized to bring uh bring their stories forward when they see other people have been dealing with the same thing yeah uh, the most recent article i read i think was an nbc one or, or maybe a, i don't know if it was a queer t one or not but um it said something along the lines of like three or four guys wanted to re- remain anonymous mm-hmm. but they all kept giving the same type of rundown about this steroid play possibly an hbo thing and um yeah it's it's disheartening that that someone that people would trust that works with them and you think oh you know gay person sister trustworthy yeah you think they're this innocuous presence that people want to help you and then you realize that people are doing the exact opposite behind your back and I can't imagine. I can't imagine ever trusting someone again after, like, to, I I wouldn't want to be go through that and then still be a performer because like every audition room I would go into, I'd be like, huh? And yeah. I've I've been in some weird stitches too, but and inappropriate casting situations where I I did what I wanted, yeah. and I didn't always get what I wanted, um, mm. which is you know stupid of me, but I probably would have done it anyway. Um, yeah. But the this has been known about for a while. Mm-hmm. I will say that, and um, there is no excuse for it. I don't think. Like, uh, and I guess it's sort of. I mean, it's really sad all around because. Uh, I mean. It's sad in the sense that it's overshadowing sort of it's sort of like a cloud hanging over the 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 season of season 12. Mm -hmm. And these are it's a great group of amazing drag performers. 
And so that's unfortunate. It's also, I don't, I don't really, I don't like the sort of the in inhumanity of the tone of a lot of like people are posting about this whole thing. Like I, like I get it. Like we want to go for the joke because there's a lot of fodder for that. Whenever something like this happens. I mean, I'm guilty. I went on Brooklyn's live yesterday and she was talking about wanting to do more dying swan gigs and stuff. She's like, if you know any ballet companies, I was like, hit up Allison, you know, but I feel like, you can own it if it's quick and funny and you know bottom line here there are people that were hurt mentally and are going through anguish and stuff and i sympathize with them but yeah at the end of the day nobody was physically harmed um and i'm not trying to downplay this in any way but this too shall pass Yes. I mean, she's been canceled, but I have a question about how to deal with this kind of stuff since you were talking about it, but I probably interrupted you. No, go ahead. Um, Caroline Flack, she's a British, uh, she was a British TV presenter. She mm-hmm. hosted, I think, uh, Love Island and she dealt with online bill- bullying and she took her own life mm-hmm. within the past month. Um, so people are talking about practicing kindness and all that stuff. But then we have someone like Aaron Schlock who decides he wants to come out of the closet and not apologize for voting against LGBT rights and all that stuff Mm -hmm. for years. Yet he's been going to the Sam Smith shows and the Coachellas and hanging out at our gay bars and tipping our go-go boys. Queerty uh, just wrote an article about how about we lead with kindness with Aaron too. It's like, fuck you. Let me shove that Queerty right back up your ass because I am not leading with kindness with a man that actively tried to hurt my community yeah you know i'll sherry pie again she actively tried to hurt people in our community people that trusted her like that's the the most egregious thing is is you know hurting someone who trusts you because it's just like yeah you don't need to do that like i said i've said it a couple times like be old school save your money get your kinks out out of out of state or out of the country and Get get a couple of hookers, you know? Like, you don't need to be catfishing people. Yeah. I don't think. Uh, and, I mean, I don't know that, like, leading with, leading with kindness is kind of a big leap. But I think, like, leading with silence is sufficient. I think that, like... Telling someone you're a fucking monster, you're you're a pig, go kill yourself. I think that sort of mob that comes out in a in, online mm-hmm. because people are emboldened because they're not face to face with somebody. But I think that can get so toxic and so gross that it's like just just don't say fucking anything. I think D- just because. Every time that you're like making like a, you know, making a statement about this or a, or a joke out of this or like telling someone to kill themselves, it's not just the one person. There are like so many reverberations of like there's that's also possibly affecting all the people who've gone through this and been victimized by her like on the other end of it. And you don't know like what what trauma or what like triggering or like whatever they're going through. Mm-hmm. So I think it's just like. It's like, I think they did the right thing in disqualifying her. I don't think that going 
online and just and telling her to kill herself or that she's a piece of shit. I don't think that's helpful, though. Yeah, me neither. I I do know that um, she admitted it to people last year, mm-hmm. um, people that I know, and um, the person that was representing her, who's very close to World of Wonder. Um, people have known about this. They knew about this well before the show started airing. They knew about it in New York, and I know someone that Sherry wanted to work with, and they said, we need to we need to talk about this because, you know, I can't work with you if this was true. And she admitted it. She downplayed it, but she admitted it. And there's a reason she's repped by the people I think that are closest to wow, because they were going to try to get out in front of it. Cause they knew about this beforehand. Did they know before she, this they is knew the other after thing. the, after it shot before it aired, they knew. So not before it was like cast. No, after it was shot before it aired, they were definitely in the know. Mm. Or her management was definitely in the know about it, you know. They, and I guess and maybe there's... they didn't know how much damage there would be, or how many more people would come forward. But like the person that my friend knew about um, it happening to uh, was not the person that came out first. Mm. So I think uh, my friend knew Danny mm. or or Daniel D A N Y E L or whatever. Um, I'm I'm so glad that everybody's getting it out there though because like living with this kind of shit and like it's, yeah it's not healthy. It's empowering to be able to come forward about this sort of thing because it it can be like so shameful and so like and that manifests in so many different ways that can turn into like addiction and substance abuse because you're trying to like run away from it. Skin so, problems, stress, all that. All that. So it's very empowering to come forward about this sort of thing. And like, we applaud everyone who has come forward. And, um, you I, know, I mean, I guess I'm glad that like, I'm glad they did that. And and a lot of them said like, we don't want to see like this happen to other people because now she has even a bigger platform. No, I'm just surprised that savvy people that lived in New York fell for this to have 150 emails over the course of three weeks from a casting director that you've never met for a project that's in development like if it looks like a duck and talks like a duck it's a duck you know like i understand that she got one over on like the the nebraska repertory theater wherever like those people may not know one kid was from australia it was like his first professional job i'm just be careful like if do your googling and look up people if an audition sounds funny don't take your clothes off Watch the movie Fame and see what happens to Coco. She didn't become a star. Mm. Um, yeah, it's just, it's unsettling that this happened in our community. Yeah. You know, like catfish and straight people. Ugh. Yeah, it's well, really sad. I think some of them were gay too. Any yes. orientation, it's sad. Yeah, it is really sad. But I uh, I think we should end this segment on more of a positive note, which was uh, Monday, March 9th, was International Women's Day. Oh, no, sorry. Fuck! God damn it. Oh, wow. Listen, the dispute button is right next to the applause button, and my fingers slipped it. I meant to... That was out of fun. I meant to hit the applause button. I did it five times. Well, 80,000 people were applauding in the streets to protest the treatment of women in their country because um, sexual assault, kidnapping, and violence are rampant in um, in Mexico and commonplace, unfortunately. Ten women a day are killed, uh, and they called this uh, Dia Sin Muer- 
Dias in... Sin Mujeres. Mujeres. It means day without a woman. And, uh, and so people stayed home from work to show the impact of yeah. how many women make the city run. I mean, that, that's tea. That's great. I hope none of those women got fired or anything, though. Like, it's, I remember when they did Day Without a Mexican in LA. And I was just like, but I mean, it's a great idea, but what if, you know, these people lose their jobs because of. Uh, I'm glad people are making it known that women are being mistreated and all the violent abuse that's perpetrated by the men. In all of Mexico, pretty much, right? Because you hear about like all these women dying and getting kidnapped and everything. It's it's really, I mean, it's a it's a worldwide problem, and that's why uh, you know it's important that it, International Women's Day it like it covers the whole world because uh, and okay, let's read this. Let's read this story about Dias and Mujeres. Um, Lourdes Quiroga, fifty five, is a psychoanalyst who lives with her family in the Colonia Roma neighborhood of Mexico City. She says she sees women patients on a daily basis who suffer violent abuse perpetrated by men. She says, we're in danger and we have to do something for our security and our lives. Hector Cabreros, 25, a university student from Atapazapan, participated in the women's rally Sunday. I'm glad to see men are participating. This march yeah. conveys a really important message that women have a voice and they need to express themselves. There's also an element of sheer desperation. Most of the women have lost a lot of people in their life. And the situation in Mexico is very dire. There is no capacity to feel safe, whether you are a man or a woman. Yes. Um, So all the women out there in Mexico and all around the world, we completely support you and we love you and we worship you. Let's go wash our hands and we'll take a break. Nightshades growing? Yes. Deadly nightshades. Mm, deadly nightshades. This is the segment of the show where we go spelunking, hunking, deep inside the, the DMs. Uh, this the f- first message from Josh, it says... A wonderful update. Um, I wrote in a few weeks ago about my bottom friend taking the condom home after we fucked and what y'all thought he was doing with it. <laughs> I finally got up the nerve to ask and his reply was, I'm a good bottom. I never leave a mess. There you have it. No secret cum kinks, just a neat freak. Oh, that's Love Josh. nice. How wonderful. That's very nice. Oh, Always. Update on your phone? Always oh. recycle your cum-filled condoms. Yes. <laughs> I have an update about something when we were talking about the small dick parties. There's a new website um, that it's called Dinky One. D-I-N-K-Y-O-N-E. And it's... Hmm. Um, it, there's a big pressure for people with penises to be big, but the new dating app and website Dinky One is hoping to change that. And it's a, a website for people with small dicks. Small dick pride. Yeah. Fears. Uh, oh, Little Richards. Little Richard Hancock. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so yeah. hit up Dinky Ones if you are um, a small membered listener or yeah. a, a listener who likes small members or who just wants some good dick probably. That's amazing. Thank you so much for that. We salute. Why do they have a picture of this lady though as the cover for Dinky <laughs> Ones? I think it's an ad, isn't it? 
Is it? They're telling me about their cookies policy, and I want the cookie in my, on a mission. Uh, on a mission to support charity-managed preschools to be sustainable for the long... <laughs> this is not the website. <laughs> it is not Dinky Ones. Oh, no, oh. Dinky Ones, like little kids. That dinky so Ones. Wrong. Oh, maybe it's DinkyOne.com. Let me yeah, see. Yeah, Dinky One. Dinky One. Oh, yeah, the Dinky One. But they got... They have a, a woman and a man on... Many and a man. <laughs> The average penis size is 5.5 lengths. Okay, how many can I fit in my mouth? Micro penis. Yeah, so just to let you know, we're trying to provide resources. So, uh, is it a straight predominantly, or is there kind of vibes for both? Um, 27% of the members are now women. The 2% are trans, and the rest is men. So hopefully, it's mostly men. I'm gonna sign up. I love that. Yeah, I'll let you know how it goes. Okay. We'll keep you updated on that. Okay, and I'll be updated. <laughs> this next message is from Shira. Hello, lovelies. While watching last week's episode of SNL, I almost fell off my chair when I heard the words, pass around party bottom. <laughs> Come out of the host John Mulaney's mouth. That's so upsetting. Is there a race chaser on the writing staff of SNL? Or maybe the lore of pass around party bottom has a life of its own. Thought you girls should hear it in case you want to get litigious the TM the bitch. <laughs> have a lovely week, Shira. No drick, I'm afraid, since I'm a girl. Some girls do have dicks, though. And also no tints since I'm writing this on my work computer. <laughs> Some people who work have tits. Um, so, maybe next time, she yeah. said. Um, I was watching the episode, and when I saw it, I was like, oh, wow. Because the Bowen, week- yeah. we see you, we love you, and thank you. And it is just fine. Um, we didn't invent the term. We may have popularized it again, the cycle of the generation. Yeah. But, you know, use it. The The thing that got me was the, the RuPaul thing. That was all those lifted reads from Latrice oh. and the other girls. And that was a little... You know, it's like stealing somebody's joke on a national platform. I mean, well, sure, you're referencing, but if they're not getting paid, yeah, and it's work that they did and stuff that they came up with, it's they're creative, and I think it's everybody can do better in the situation. Okay, with that, with the the RuPaulisms that she took, I thought that episode, Pass Around Party Bottom, is fine, and the skit was really funny. And I thought that you know. It, I I got passed around Party Bottom from Randy in Pittsburgh, but I was talking with DJ Shy Boy. I got it from my mother. <laughs> I was talking with DJ Shy Boy, and he was like, "Oh yeah, we used to say that back in San Francisco, like back in the olden days." So, oh my 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 husband used to call me that. Oh, so like people well, have, people have be been fair, saying it for a long. What your tramp stamp says, so that's why. <sighs> <laughs> With an arrow. <laughs> I, I told them I wanted paps, and they said, oh, pap <laughs> Pass around party bottom. No tea. No tea. <laughs> no tea. Keep the tea from that, paps. Should we um... talk about the next one from Justin? Oh, you're writing in. Good day, Alaska Willem and Big Isha and the Dip Babies. The- hey, dolls. Huge fan of the pod. Alaska, I love your song, Everything Must Be Leprosy Print. Here's my stitch. Thank you. I play in the symphony orchestra for a living and have lately been suffering from crippling nerves on stage. I always picture Latrice's voice telling me to make them eat it before a show, but end up pheromoning when the big solo comes my way. You both mm. seem unshaken by nerves, and I was wondering if you've ever experienced performance anxiety or you have any tips on overcoming it. DickyOnes.com. I love performing, and audiences don't make me nervous 
at all. I'm more concerned about meeting the standards of my colleagues, mm. most whom are older, more experienced, and have critiqued my playing in the past. I'm not a dick pic kind of guy, but my boyfriend is. Here's his pic, along with a picture of the other wood I blow, my bassoon. <laughs> Much thank you for your help. Much love. Hope the term pheromoning about wasn't interpreted as shade. I think she's extremely fierce and talented. I was purely referencing the nerves hindered her performance on the episode of tissue. Pheromoning about is fine to say, but mainly we would think that was crying. Not um, not being uh, nervous. Oh, damn. Which is the bassoon? <laughs> because both look like wood that needs wind. He had a Hi. big old hateful bassoon. Big old hateful woodwind. Diva. The woodwind section, honey. Oh, yeah. Replace the reed and release the spit valve <laughs> over the sink. Got a trombone. Yeah. Um, thank you for writing in. I, is, do you have a way of dealing with nerves on stage? Do you ever get nerves on stage? or? Um, it sounds stupid, but like I bless myself before I go on stage. Okay. Like and I'm just like, please let these people have a good time watching me. Yes. Because I, I don't really get nervous. Because I know if I was thinking about it, I think going on stage, arming yourself to be as prepared as possible, knowing yeah. your words, knowing what you're going to do, knowing that you're confident that you can provide a good time, even if you aren't confident in yourself. That's my MO, basically. So I just try not to overthink it and just like let whatever happens happens. But I know that I'm prepared to be on stage every time I'm on stage. Yes. If that makes sense. Yeah, what being prepared you? is essential. Yeah. Uh, Same thing with an audition. Like, I don't like going in a room reading with a paper in my hand. Like, yeah. you can't do any of the serious work if you're still looking down and reading, I think. Yeah. Like, you need to commit to it or, like, get out of the way with people who are actually putting effort into this. Yeah. In my opinion. Um. Yeah. I mean, I guess Justin was saying that his his biggest thing is – he feels like he's not meeting up to the standards of his contemporaries. And I guess it's sort of like you can't you can't think about that. You can't compare yourself to others. You can't right. You can't worry about that, especially on stage. So it's like you just have to do you have to do like what you do. You have to do your best and then, you know, hopefully everybody appreciates it. But like the people that are older than you, they're obviously gonna be more experienced. Yeah. But you get to experience that dick every night. And just like like put your own like your own like shit on it. You like your own like just make sure it's it's your thing. Yeah, like put the bassoon upside down. And <laughs> but because the, then no it there is no comparison because it's because it's singular, because it's coming from what you're doing. Nothing compares to bassoon. <laughs> Uh, is this the bassoon? <laughs> the electric bassoon? I also really love your note about letting the Lord do it. Because really, it's not about you as the performer. It's more about like the audience and the moment and the experience. And if if the Lord hasn't said yes, then it's not going to happen anyway. And it's out of your control. Yeah. So you just have to like let the Lord do the work. I mean, I think most people, when they go to a show, they're looking for a good time in some aspect yeah. or entertainment. So if you overthink it and they see the nerves or the fear, I feel like that permeates your performance somehow. So you just got to yeah. like let it all go, leave it all out there. That's what I do anyway. Um, uh, Let's um, oh, read wow. maybe from Matthew. How about that? Sure. 
Okay. Hallelujah, divas and dipper. I have a question regarding queens and their fashion when it comes to drag race. How do queens with little to no connections to the fashion and world find people to make custom extravagant outfits for the show? What is the best method to contact designers and what should you say to them in order to get them to make an outfit? As a hopeful future drag race contestant, this information will be greatly appreciated. Thank you so much, Matthew. By the way, here's my dick. You guys don't feel like you have to send in your dicks, but thank you. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's pretty much exclusively dick photos now. Like it's not like I'm only choosing them because they have dicks. No, this they photo, all have every, them. Everyone is sending pics. Wow. This photo also has a mouth and a hand in it. <laughs> See, I like when they get creative like that because I mean, all dick pics just sort of look the same. Yeah, like put it in right. your hair or something. Well, then you'll like the next one. <laughs> add Ooh. other characters. Add props. Dimensions. Layers. Um, I household items for comparison mm-hmm. for sizing. Love that. Um, um, but I like his sort of Golden Girls um, palm leaf shirt that you can see a little bit. Oh, yeah. yeah, we were just talking about the designers on yeah. the last episode of Race Chaser and like we how were. there was a simpler time when I I appreciated it more seeing outfits that girls made. But nowadays there aren't really there's not time for that sometimes, and you get cast real quick. We used to have I had I think at least three weeks to prepare. Wow. Um, now nowadays, sometimes like you're leaving in a week, you're leaving in two weeks. It's really fast, and I guess it comes down to okay, uh, it comes down to like forging relationships with people. Mm-hmm. So that means like, uh, I don't know, supporting their work, and you know, uh, uh, that's how you like start relationship. Go to their fucking fashion show, you know. Mm-hmm. And for every drag queen, I mean, there's an explosion of drag queens out there. But that also means there's an explosion of people who are making clothes for drag queens and who want exposure and who want that to happen. So I think it's as easy. We do so much work in the DMs of Instagram nowadays. Yeah. So I think that's a good way of doing it. It's like, hey, I really like your work. was wondering if, uh, if you, if, you know, I can commission a piece of work. I don't think it's good to like ask someone to do it for free right Mm -hmm. off the bat. It's always nice to offer to pay. And then if they want to do like a a deal or like for promo, that's their decision. Yeah, I agree. I think, I think that uh, makes sense. Well, should we read this one? Sure. the, The picture. Oh, wow. Are they, air do- balloon? are they doing your number from Christmas time? <laughs> They'll never be me. <laughs> from Derp. Derp. Uh, hey, Wilhelmina Alaskington Dippertopolis. First of all, I know this probably won't get aired, and you've probably already gotten this question. Did you notice there's no handrail on the stairs in the workroom this season? Uh, oh, my God. Maybe they got uh, the okay from OSHA? Who knows? Just a small detail I noticed from both premieres. Also, now that you've seen the premiere episodes, who would you bang, marry, or kill? I'd be curious to know your answers toward the end of the season as well. I would attach a dick pic, but I promised my boyfriend I wouldn't send those anymore. So I attached a pic of my robust testicles. I know not everyone is into big balls, but my boyfriend sure likes them. P.S. Thank you for your consistency. Wow. (laughs) Clean, concise, consistency. I listened to the podcast and it was 
consistent. Uh, I look forward to the new episodes every Wednesday and Friday. It's pretty much what keeps me sane while driving in big city traffic. Thank you, Derp. Mm, keep them balls safe in traffic. Robust balls. I. This is kind. Of, I, this is okay. I'm glad you're obeying your boyfriend's <laughs> wishes to not send dick pics by sending ball pics. But I think if he knew that we were as famous and well regarded as we were, he would not have a problem with your penile pictures being sent. Yeah. On an audio format. Yeah. Purely audio. Um, so what did he want? <laughs> oh, the handrail. Yes, I noticed there was no handrail. Yeah. I submitted a complaint. Um, unsafe work <laughs> oh, environment. Calling Ocean Drag Race. Yeah. Hi. Hi. <laughs> you really, there are just some egregious violations. They're in heels, too. Some of those girls yeah, are going to uh, fall. Uh, they, yeah, definitely. Hurt themselves. No one's allowed to use those stairs except RuPaul and Rock'em Sakura. She got up on it, yeah. <laughs> She and she Michelle one episode zone. a season at the end when Rue's getting her makeup done. Yeah, and yeah. years ago, Jeffrey Murray. <laughs> oh! oh, wait! I feel like Latoya was on the stairs once too. Probably. She did a <laughs> um, Is there anybody you would bang, marry, or kill? I don't like that game. Uh, we're in this fucking. We're in 2020. I don't need to be talking about who I want to fuck and who I want to murder. I really don't. Yeah. I don't think I can add anything positive to that narrative. And I'm already married, so fuck it. So I'm good. What the fuck? Oh, wow. Yeah, we got to do it this. Open. This will be yeah. our last question of the day. From CD. Hey, Dolls and Dippy. I'm a slut. Like a really big fucking slut. Well, it nice. used to be anyway. But all that changed in 2005 when I met this couple at Mary's in Atlanta, and they split my ass apart like Moses in the Red State. Oh, my God. I honestly didn't realize at the time what I was getting myself into until I got to their place. This hairy 6'2 muscle fags pulls down a short, and his cut cock unfurls and slaps the inside of his knee. Within seconds, just when I thought this cock couldn't get any bigger, he gets erect, and I grow weak in the knees. His boyfriend admittedly had a cuter face, but his cock was eight inches plus two, so I was happy. As you can imagine, my drunken 3 a.m. assholes begin to quiver like Sharon's lip in her workroom entrance. (laughs) These cock monsters took turns dipping their snakes into my pit. Quite honestly, that was the best sex I ever had. Fast forward to the next morning, and I see a bubble the size of Everest on my hole. Uh Ever heard of the term butt clit? (laughs) Yeah, prison, honey. It was painful. It was red. It was awful. I went to the gay ass doctor, the gastroenterologist. He put a rubber band around it, and it fell off in five days. He also did a colonoscopy and removed a couple on the inside. I thought I was home free to throw my asshole back into the gutters of Atlanta, but boy, was I wrong. Every time I get fucked now, it's extremely painful. I can't even take a shit without the toilet looking bright fucking red. I've tried stool softeners, creams, preparation others, and warm baths every day. I've literally worn butt plugs to work to loosen up, which only leads to further bleeding. Nothing helps. So for the past few years, I've given up my bottom identity and become a top. Don't get me wrong. I love good ass. Hey, Rockham. But honey, there's nothing uh, like a fat cock penetrating your juicy hole. I'm sure Willem can relate, which is exactly why I'm messaging you too. I've attached a picture of my busted, hairy, yet tight asshole and a picture of my cock. I'm sure you can figure out from the picture which why the top gig is not for me. No, I can't. So I want to no, know, what is... what is the red thing at the top part of my hole? <laughs> How the fuck do I get rid of it? I want to hear any and all struggles you two have had with this kind of stuff. This has robbed me of my sex life and no one in the gay community talks about it. Please, dolls, help me. I'm willing to have surgery or pay any amount to have my sexual freedom again. Ta-da. Come dumpster. Well, these pictures are in black and white, so I cannot tell what the red thing is. Dipper has pulled them up onto the screen. Oh. Oh, wow. Will you enlarge that? Even more so than it already is? I mean, I guess the problem is that, you know, it's, it's painful. I mean, 
the the asshole doesn't look egregiously like there's something really fucked up about it. I mean, I don't. I think that you should go to a doctor and ask them. Maybe like a gay doctor. Maybe not ask a podcaster. Well, it's it's nice of you to share. You can put the image down <laughs> off the computer. You Dipper literally zoomed in on At this fucking giant ass. No asshole needs to be that enlarged. Especially a bloody one. I will say his fingernails are nice and clean. That's true. Uh, I, I, I used to tear a lot when getting, or I used to bleed after anal sex. Yeah. And that was because I wasn't loosened up enough. Mm-hmm. I, maybe I didn't want it enough. Maybe, <laughs> maybe, um, condoms can sometimes be like, provide like traction that you don't want back there. Yeah. Um, I, I found that like, if I got in the shower and like, played with my hole after I juiced and like put one finger up for like a couple seconds, then two uh-huh. and then my foot. Um, <laughs> but no, I, but I would always make sure it, the first thing up my ass before I had sex was not a dick or a tops fucking rugged ass lumberjack ass <laughs> thumb trying no. to stick his thumb out and pull out a plum. He's going to get a bloody plum. Uh-uh. Like you uh-uh. honestly need to lick it before you stick it and all that good stuff. It sounds like these guys, just pillaged and plundered this man and they didn't get him ready they said okay you get that end i get this end let's go and then he started bleeding and he's experienced problems since then i would definitely talk to a doctor about it um and if there was like but i mean i think it was like an underlying problem before that because there were internal ones that were so whether it's like polyps or whether it's hemorrhoids, I don't, I don't or know. Fissures I'm or not something. A, right. Like I'm not a doctor, but I recommend finding a gay doctor because straight, straight doctors, they don't know that like, this is your, this mm-hmm. is your sex life. And if they do, they might not really understand. Yeah. But you're not alone in this. And I'm sure there are like tons of other people who have problems like this and I'm sure there's a solution. Find a gay ass doctor. That's my recommendation. Uh, I so found my doctor because that. he was an international, an IML leather man who wanted oh, I was like, title well, holder. Yeah, title holder. So I wanted to go holder talk to Dr. Tony Mills um, in LA. And then I found my next doctor through him because he worked for him. And like, I like having a gay doctor that, can, that I can be like, listen, I took a bunch of dicks. Yeah. Um, they understand because it's more in their wheelhouse yeah. and their world. You're not ashamed of saying, you know what? Just give me the treatment. You don't have to do the test. Yeah. Yep. Tony Mills. Mm-mm-mm. IML. That's a gay ass doctor. That's a right gay there. ass doctor. So what titles have you won? <laughs> well, Ornithologist of the Year. <laughs> Proctologist to the Stars. <laughs> Great. Uh, you did it. We did a good job. Thank you so much. There are some honorable mention ones in here. I mean. Oh, wow. Well, I can put them in next week. <laughs> okay, Super great. duper. Thank you so much for listening to our hot goss. Yeah, thank you. And uh, you can send us your questions or concerns, queries even, to racechaserpodcast at gmail.com. Good questions and new to get priority. And we have, uh, we're just bubbling over with bonus with video, bonus. <laughs> video, bonus video content available on patreon.com slash Willem. And there's a new one out. If you check it out. Tell me there's new content. You can sign up 
to be a pa patron and support us, if you use the hashtag race chaser, you can see which videos are race chasems and watch them or just watch anything you want if, for as little as a dollar. They're really fun. We have fun doing them. Um, and you can also follow us on Instagram at Willem at the only Alaska 5000 and at race chaser pod. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Corona. We will be back mm -hmm. next week with more piping, steaming, scrolling, boiling. Hot Goss is a Forever Dog podcast. Produced by Big Dipper. Executive produced by Brett Boehm, Joe Cilio, and Alex Ramsey. Mixed and mastered by Will Pitts. Our theme song is graciously provided by ATF Enterprises. This goss is hot. hot.